you doing today, Ernest? I am good. I am great. Uh, thank you for having me on. I'm so blessed to be here today with you today and honored that you were able to put me in your schedule. So thank you. No problem. No problem. Yeah. And so, y'all, Ernest, as you see, he is a podcast host. Um, I'm sure he also is a father. He is an entrepreneur. Um, and he has other things up his sleeve, too, that I want to ask him about. I definitely checked out um, Man Up Ministry. Um, I'm very into God. I know that he is the man that makes everything happen for me. So I'm very into Divine Connections, and I'm just so blessed to have you today. So once again, thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Thanks Thanks for having me. Yeah. But before it's an exciting journey that we're on. Right. Right, you're right about that. And Ernest, before we go even into the topic today, please let us know a little bit more about yourself and what you got going on today. Okay, well, uh, my name is Ernest James. Uh, the way I introduce myself now, Ernest James, uh, podcaster, speaker, and author, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So I just kind of started claiming that whole thing now and, and walking into that. I know um, that. But um, at, at my core, I'm a person that loves people. You know, and I have a heart for people and I have a heart to to help people. Um, As a list of things that I've done, uh, uh, mentor, minister, um, I started a church. I started a nonprofit organization. I started uh, several businesses. Um, I have three three e-books out now working on my first hardcover book. Um, I'm also, one of the other things that I have now that I'm into... um, Actually, I don't know when this is airing, but this weekend, after the weekend that we are recording, right. uh, we are doing a forgiveness workshop in which we talk about forgiveness and um, uh, teaching about forgiveness, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, you know, and just what forgiveness really is and what it means to forgive people. Um, so uh, if you're on Facebook, you can find that at the Forgiveness Mission. If you look that up, uh, you'll be able to find that. Um, and then, of course, the podcast. The podcast is actually Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. Is the podcast as a whole uh, is the name of the podcast. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, if you look me up on Instagram, which I am on, uh, that's where you'll see the handle here, what is this Deal to Heal Podcast. And that's where you'll find me on Instagram. But I'm, I'm kind of everywhere doing a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, the, the, at this year... This year was really a stepping stone for me. Um, uh, I can't think of where the, where the scripture is found, but I, I heard it a lot, you know, this year playing. And it, uh, to put it in a, a ballpark, <laughs> it says, cast your seeds in the morning, uh, but you don't know which one is going to uh, blossom pretty much. And so instead of just casting one, you cast several. Right. So I did the podcast this year. I started a real estate uh, investment company this year. Um, I already had a moving company, so I just did a lot of things. Just threw it all, threw them all out there, you know, and uh, trying to see, you know, which one is gonna gonna bloom first. Right. You know? And so that's that's where I'm at. I, I'm still in the in the sowing seed, uh, in the sowing season. But it, I, it's like right now, the way I see it, I'm coming out of the sowing season, and we're starting to move into that that harvest season. So I'm I'm just. Uh, preparing myself for that and, and thankful for, you know, the God to, to bring me this far. So, Amen. I mean, let me just say, God is definitely amazing. I, I definitely believe in divine connections. Um, I was already 
podcast before we even, you know, chit-chatted about getting on, you know, each other's podcast and just, you know, ministering to each other and others about what it is to heal. Um, and even um, keeping God first. It's funny that you have this workshop this week because I am going to air you this week. Um, okay, that's cool. Cool. Get that that's why I was excited when you were talking about it. I was, oh my gosh, let me just be quiet and let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely excited to just have a man of God. What made you get into ministry, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I, I think it was, I think it's just my calling. Okay. You know, um, growing up in a in a family. First of all, I'm a PK, so okay. growing up in a in a family of, of preachers and ministers and pastors. You know, you're, you're in the environment, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what you want to do. Right. You know, because, um, well, I won't say I, I probably was the first one out of my siblings, or my brothers and sisters, to kind of actively go into ministry. Um, but, you know, growing up, you want to choir and things like that, you know, so we're all involved that way. But to actively go into ministry, I probably was the first one, but I'm not the only one now. Um but I think it was just something that was in me at a, at a young age, you know. Uh, my uncle was probably one of my biggest uh, uh, inspirations in that field as a, as a man. And it could have went two ways. And uh, I, I don't like telling this story just in case one of my uncles are listening. <laughs> I, have, I have several uncles on my mother's side, but there's two uncles that stuck out uh, the most to me. Um, I have four uncles on my mother's side, but two of them stuck out the most to me. One was my uncle, who was a pastor and a preacher. The other one, my uncle, was a literal pimp, like literally. You know, <laughs> not, not just, a, you know, like he really was in that world. And so growing up, those two dynamics kind of stood out to me. So it, 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 my life could have went either way, you know, just following the, the things that I saw, you know, outside of my father. Like I said, my uncles were my, was my biggest influences. And, you know, uh, thankful to God, I went the right way and not the left way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think I just, it, it was just in me to, to do it. Um, I always had a, a heart for people. And so it just kind of evolved, you know, the way that it did. So That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you're doing it in different ways that God is putting it in front of you and saying, hey, Ernest, I need you to get to these people or get to these people because some people are scared to go inside of a church um sometimes just because of how they were raised or the religion part to me you know i grew up as a baptist in church but i wasn't one that was like there every week but my grandmother instilled in me the important the importance of god um she also let me know you know to read the bible learn it on your own but also you have to come into the sanctuary too. But it was also certain things that I remember as far as even just having her around to show me, um, the, like I said, the importance of him healing me. Cause I still feel that's why I started my podcast because I'm always about healing people and I'm always about healing the inner child. Cause I still feel like sometimes I'm still healing. So I see that you have the Deal to Heal podcast. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that plays a role in, in your upbringing as far as with a father, without a father, and your mom? Right. So 
it's it's really it's a, it's amazing. So we again we we go back to to your journey, right? And so it's we we oftentimes of those of us that grew up in the church or around the church, really necessarily got to grow up in the church, but you always hear the saying that you know uh, everything happens for a purpose, right? And everything that you go through, you know, God's allowing you to go through different things to reach this end goal, you know. And oftentimes we we don't see how it, everything lines up. You know, it's like, well, this happened to me, whether good or bad, or this happened to me, whether good or bad, and I don't see the connection, you know, but it's not until we get a little further down the road where all those things start coming together when you're working in the, the purpose that God has for you, then you start seeing how everything lines up. And it's like, oh, that, you know, that is the reason why I went that way. And so with me, even before the podcast, uh, one of the things that happened uh, recently in the last couple of years, um, I was married and we were married for several years and right in the middle of our of our marriage, probably like uh, year five or six, we started having some, some issues. And at its core, what I realized was those issues came from difference in upbringing. I was raised in a two-parent household with my mom and my dad. My wife at the time wasn't, she just had her mom. You know, and so those dynamics when we came together, both of us when we came together, both of us had been married before. Okay. So I came into our marriage with uh, myself and my daughter, uh, which is my only biological child. She came into the uh, picture, into the marriage with herself and her four sons, which was from a previous marriage. And so putting those two dynamics together to blend into one family, uh, it's one thing just by itself, just having a blended family. Yes. But then the two dynamics of the adults where one is, has the experience of being in a house with a mother and a father and one who only has the, the experience of being in a father, I mean, in a uh, household with just her mother. And so those are two different dynamics, the way that it plays out. And so trying to bring those together, we bump heads on a lot of stuff because right. we couldn't see, you know, it's when you raise without a father and without a strong uh, father figure or male figure in your life when this other male comes along and he's saying you know this is how things should be done or this what should be my position or this where, where I should stand but you're used to seeing your mom play all the positions right you know what I'm saying and so then you grow up playing all the positions and so when you have this guy comes in and now he's trying to you know get, get in where he's supposed to fit in but because you've been doing it all yourself you know for so long it's, it's kind of hard to take them, them walls down, you know, and go through the whole process. So that's where we found ourselves. And so in the midst of that, what I realized was every woman I have ever dated has been a fatherless daughter. Uh, so with me realizing that, it was like, well, either I'm attracted to them or they're attracted to me, but for whatever reason, we're coming together. Right. And so that started me on a journey of becoming a fatherless daughter advocate and starting my um, uh, my platform on Instagram, which is called Friends of Fatherless Daughters, in which I started talking about, you know, fatherless daughters from a male's point of view, you know, and from a father's point of view, because again, I have a, I have a daughter, right. you know, and so, you know, just talking to the daughters, uh, you know, generally talking to adult fatherless daughters, uh, more so about breaking the, the um, the cycles and breaking some of the, you know, daddy issues or whatever that they, they have made, have gotten by having a missing father. Um, so I started that and I'm moving in that and just, you know, 
get started that as a as a uh, side thing because the Man Up Ministry was my original platform, right? Which is a, a male mentoring pro- platform uh, for for young men and young boys. So that was my original one. So when I started the Friends of Fatherless Daughters, it was just because I was in this season and I was like, you know, let me put something out to, that I think would help. Um, but in the midst of that, God gave me a quote, right? And it's pain versus progress. No, pain pain versus purpose. Purpose versus progress. And progress is the evidence that God is at work. Ooh. And so and when I started the the parents and fathers daughters and I started in that space, somebody reached out to me and was like, Would you mind being on my podcast? I, I didn't know nothing about I, I heard podcasting, didn't know nothing about it, but I was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And so I went on this one podcast and after that one I was asked to be on maybe about five or six other podcasts. I did all of those. Uh, one of the podcasts that I was on was called uh, Dads on Purpose. And they're based out of uh, Texas. And so my daughter lives in Texas. So I, after recording, I said, you just moved there? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So after after we recorded, I ended up going to Texas to see my daughter. And so I hit up, you know, one of the hosts was like, hey, I'm in town, you know, let's get together, whatever. And we got together for uh, breakfast and we just chatting it up. And he's like, you should, have, you should have your own podcast, you know. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll think about it, you know. And so I thought about it and kind of going through the process of what what was my messaging, you know, what did I want it to be? And even though I'm strong in the fatherless daughter space, my heart is more open, right? You know, like I want to, I want to, I don't just want to focus on them, you know, as far as the podcast is concerned. I want to focus on everyone if, if I can, right? You know, and so that's where it, it, it came from. That's what the idea came from. Um, you have to just be open to everyone. Say that saying for me one more time, because it, it really touched home, and I just need to hear it one more time so I can write it down. <laughs> pain, pain versus purpose. Okay. Purpose versus progress. And progress is the evidence that God is at work. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so that's kind of what happened with, with this, with the Friends of Father Lord. Like I said, when it when people start asking me to be on Know, be on their podcast and things like that and the progress was there it was, it was moving on its own you know i wasn't even really putting nothing into it it was just like boom 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 and so i'm like okay god i see the progress so let me that means that's where you're moving and so that's where i'm gonna go and so that happens you really stepped into your calling to what god asked you to do but I'm, i want to piggyback a little bit of what you said you said that you attracted, you feel like you attract a lot of, um, you did attract a lot of women that have fatherless, um, that don't have a father in their life. And with your wife, your ex-wife, um, you guys uh, brought two families together that were blended. Because she was raised in a single family home and you was raised in two family homes, like your mom and your dad. It's just a difference of culture. Right. So you understood the importance of a father. And I think she did too. She just didn't know how to yeah. it. But this is what I wanted to bring back as far as with my upbringing. I came from a family where my mom was a single mom. But she wasn't really a single mom because even though her and my dad was married, they were married for 10 years. Um, they got a divorce. 
the house, right? We will still. You knew, like we had a debt. <laughs> right, right, right. So I want to bring it back and, and and ask you when you think of like the mentality and the mental and the emotional part of the importance of a father. How do you feel like that plays a role in a child's life? Well, it, it plays a major role because that's the main, especially dealing with daughters, that's one of the main uh, things that a father provide is emotional stability, mm-hmm. right? Because women are just generally more emotional than men, right? And so a lot of times they act out of their feelings. How do I feel? How does this make me feel? You know, but your feelings change in a second, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so uh, a man or a father brings that stability in your emotions where we're not acting out on feelings, we're acting out on facts, because that's how men operate. We operate on facts. You know, what what is this? What's the problem? What's wrong? How do we fix it? Not not emotionally, but how do we fix it rationally? Like what's really out of steps? And so when you're missing that piece and you're left with only emotion, then that's how you that's how you act out of everything. You know, whether it's is and it, it plays out in, in everything in your life, you know, whether it's job whether it's uh, friendships, whatever, how does this make me feel in the moment? Or oh, I'm mad now, so I ain't tell you, I'm not talking. Or oh, I'm mad now, so I'm going off, you know? And then the repercussions of that action is what you have to deal with. And then a lot of times, because we don't have that balance, we don't even know how to uh, react to the repercussions. So one of the things that, I, that I've heard a lot over the years was, I hate, um, I heard a lot from, from fathers and daughters, but I hear it a lot from people in general is, when people say this is just who I am, right? And so, of course, like I said, I deal, I deal with fatherless daughters a lot, and that's one of their things. Like, this is who I am, accept me for who I am, or you know, you get to all the neck or whatever. Well, here's the problem with that, right? And then another thing, what they say, well, it, it takes a strong man to deal with me, right? So you get that one. So my thing is, if you can acknowledge that you need that special person to deal with you, that means you know you got some things you need to work on. Right. So why not work on those things? And right. so when you start saying, this is who I am, that means you've already accepted that this version of yourself, and you don't even expect to get no better, right? You're not even going to try to get no better, you know? And I always say, you know, when people tell me that, uh, or people say that, you know, it takes a per- special person to deal with me, or this is who I am, or whatever, I said, why should someone have to deal with you? That's right. You don't want somebody to deal with you. You want somebody to be able to love you. You want them to be free to accept you. You know, but if you're coming to the table with issues, then you know you got issues. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now I have to deal with you. So now I have a list of a way I have to handle you. Like, all right, I can't say this. And I can't, you, you know what I mean? So now you've turned it into a job. You know what I mean? So it's like, no, you don't want people to have to deal with you. You want people to be able to openly accept you, to receive you, to communicate with you. You know, and, and so, but that goes into that emotional stability, right? You know, and sometimes, it, it, you know, that's just one of the, the roles that uh, a father plays. Uh, another thing is, is responsibility, right? And so, the problem that I've seen now that we face a lot is two things that I teach um, that is the, at its core, two things that takes you from being a child into adulthood. Okay. And respect and responsibility oh right to be able to be respectful of yourself to be respectful for others to how you carry yourself and you know, you for your environment that's the whole thing mm-hmm. right and then the other side of that is responsibility what are you responsible for mm-hmm. 
you know, what are you responsible for? The, the who are you responsible for? You know what I mean? And to be able to stand up in that where people can depend on you to do what you said you're going to do and can depend on you to do over and beyond what you said you're going to do just because it's a responsibility that needs to be addressed. Okay, hold, hold what you're saying because I want to piggyback off of it. Like, you're just giving me goosebumps because I'm just, I'm loving what you're giving to the audience right now. <laughs>
and decide who has to continue because they had kids, but yet they're not active. Right. For the reason why, again, your mind can only go on the information that it has. So if you're just going on autopilot, yeah, in your heart you want to be there, but you don't know where there is because you have no example. So you have to search out that information. Okay, I want to be an active father. What does that mean? Let me find guys who are doing that. Let me find guys who are active in their kids' life. Let me find mentors. Let me find books. You know, and you start feeding yourself that information, and now you have a new, a new uh, uh, slew of information to draw from on what that looks like. So now you can live it out. You can act it out. You can produce what it is to be the uh, uh, father in the life of your child, and you can stop that generation curse from keep on going. But it takes effort. And the same thing with the moms, when you're a father with a daughter and you raise up without a, 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 a father in your life, well, again, the statistics says you're going to end up having a child that may be fatherless, right? So if you're in that case, in that point, I would say there's three things I tell mothers to do. When you're looking for a father or a father figure for your child, because a lot of times you already have the child, you know, hopefully you can talk to the dad, maybe he can step up, do a little more. Again, you got if he's in that same situation, you have to seek that information on what it means to be a father. You know, therefore he can start implementing it. If not, if he decides he don't want no parts of it, you as a mother still have the responsibility to your child to make sure that he or she has positive male role model in their life. Right? That becomes your responsibility. So three things I would say. Number one, look for a guy. Look for a father figure, and I don't just say father, I would say father figure because you don't necessarily have to be the father because the father might not want no fire something, but you still have to have a father figure for your child to be able to have positive male role models. So I would say three things that I want you to do uh, when looking for a father figure for your children. Number one, look for someone that's already in a position to lead, right? So this is somebody that's already lead, whether it's a, a pastor whether it's a principal, whether it's a teacher, this is always already someone who's in a position to lead people, right? They're already in that position, so there's already something that they're doing. That's number one. Number two, look at their character. Because there are some people that's in a position to lead, but not, may not be leading you or leading where you want to go or where you want your child to go. So you can get a guy who's, you know, the leader of a gang. He's a leader. He's leading all these men. You know what I mean? But he may be leading them somewhere you don't want them to go. So, right. number one, he should be a leader, but then check his character. Where is he leading? How is he leading? Is those is those values that he brings, is those the same values that you want your son or daughter to have? Right? And then the, the last one is make sure he's up for the challenge. Because sometimes we choose people who we want. Like, oh, he's a great guy, and he's doing all this. And so you attack yourself to him. But they like, no, I got too much on my plate. Or they, you know, maybe they want don't want it. But there are plenty of people. I, I've created our mentorship programs. I've ran into a whole lot of guys since I started the podcast that's doing mentorship, that's writing books, that's, you know, doing these uh, things where they're getting men together to uplift us. You know, so it's out there. Right. It's out there. We just have to be diligently uh, looking for it to be able to find it. And so this is this part here. This is a sub note to our mothers that I ask that you do, and please listen to what I'm saying, and I don't mean it in a, uh, any kind of determined, uh, I can't think of it, I don't mean it hard when I say it, let me put it that way. Do not become intimate with the father figure that you choose for your child. If you are in a relationship, 
man that you are in a relationship should not be the only father figure in the life of your child. Because if y'all break up and you decide to leave, would that leave your child? Right. So, right. So now that father is all over again. So again, you want to have someone who's already in that position. That's why mentorship and uh, men programs and, you know, where there are already guys that's in position to help you with that, they're already there. That's where you should be looking first, right? Not necessarily to the guy that you're in a relationship with. Yeah, it's, it's great if he's, you know, willing to take that active role, but the, the problem with that is if you guys bump heads, either he's going to walk away because he just wants to walk away, or generally, y'all break up, you push him away, right? Because right? you don't want to be bothered with him, but in doing so, now you push him away from your child, too. So sometimes the guy still wants to be active with the child. You know, he may have been there for some years. They, you know, have got a bond and, and you know, they have a, uh, their own, you know, friendship or whatever. And he may want to be there. But because y'all broke up, now you're like, no, I don't want to see you. I don't want you talking to my kids. And, and so now you push my away again, leaving your child fatherless again. So yeah. if, if you are in a relationship with a guy, and happens to want to stand up, you know, step up with him, that's good. But he should not be the only father figure for your child. You should be looking for someone outside of yourself who you are not in a relationship with, you know, physically, emotionally, anything like that. Uh, outside of the main purpose should be for him to be a father figure to your child. That should be his job. And as long as he's able to do that, that should, should be where that's at. Don't cross those lines. So I just want to say that. No, I, I love everything you're saying. I wish we had this school um somebody instead of just talking about sex education giving us this as well as part of that as a component i feel like um just on my journey just listening to what you said i i would have went a different direction i probably wouldn't have none of them i love them to death but (laughs) 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 but i just i i led like the men that are that are my kids that they're not the same man that I had as a father um and, and then it, it just like I said just and then also I didn't just leave with the man that I slept with I want to come in also like my brother like he's an active um uncle in my kids role especially my girls and my and my boy but everything that you said is just so powerful um I appreciate everything you're saying. Um, I respect the importance of a father. As I'm older, as I'm married now, I know the struggles. I see it, you know, what you guys do. And like you said, y'all operate on facts. And we're more of the emotional creatures. Uh, If we ain't fooling with you, but if you don't hurt our feelings, we sometimes take that child and use that child against you. I've seen that. and so that's 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 sad. But I think, like I said, what you're doing in ministry, what you're doing with the podcast and everything, people need to hear that. If it's something that you could leave me with today, like anything that you could say to my audience about the importance of a father or to fatherless girls or even just like the man role um, as far as being there, even when you and that lady ain't yelling. Bumping head, y'all bumping heads, but you still have that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this something that you could say? Well, let's let's go back to what you just mentioned. 
the two things that I feel makes an adult when you're going from childhood to adulthood, that's respect and responsibility. So even in this situation where we're talking about your children, right, or, or our children, right, So because we, we're all adults, we're all parents at this time, yeah. we're talking about our children. What is, the, what is the responsibility when it comes to our children? Our responsibility as parents is to do what's in the best interest of our child. Not in our best interest. So that means we have to step outside of our feelings, outside of our emotions, outside of you know how we feel about the person. Because I, I run into that a lot. You know, it's like, oh, he ain't worth this, he ain't worth that. Well, just because a guy is not is a, a terrible husband or a terrible boyfriend, that doesn't make him a terrible father. Right. You know what I mean? And so you have to step outside of, and again, I'm not saying necessarily to the women, but I'm just saying in general, you mean us too, because the men do it too. That's something that do it too. We have to be able to step outside of ourselves and look at our responsibility. Our responsibility is to our children, to do what's in the best interest of our children. So let's, that should be where our focus is. So if our best interest is, you know, even though I can't stand my baby daddy or I can't stand my baby mama, he or she is a good parent. So let me step out of the way and allow them to be a good parent to my child, right? So that's responsibility. Then let's go to the other side, which is the respect. Let me have respect for this person because they are the mother or father of my child. Right. So if I can respect them for being a good husband or girlfriend or wife or boyfriend or whatever, I can respect them for being the parent, father or mother to my child. So if I can respect that and respect that position, then I can allow them to operate in that. Outside of myself, I can allow them to operate in that position as a mother or a father to my child, and that way my father, my child still has the benefits of a father and the benefits of a mother, right? And so, again, that goes back to us, and, and this goes to, you know, in everything that we do, and this is a, a space where I've been in this last year or so is the word that I have is intentional. Everything that we do, we have to be intentional about it. We're not out here just doing stuff just to be doing stuff. Right. What am I learning and why am I learning it? You know, how am I going to uh, apply what I've learned to my life? You know, I'm in this relationship. Why am I, why am I in this relationship? I don't want to be in a relationship just to be in a relationship. You know what I mean? I don't want to be on this podcast just to be on the podcast. Right. But why am I here? I'm here to give hope. I'm here to give love. I'm here to give a message, you know, to people. So everything that we do, we want to be intentional about it. So when it comes to our children, we feel intentional. Where are we sending them to school? Who are they going to be around? You know what I mean? What influences am I going to bring into their life? Because just by them going to school and being in these different, you know, communities or, or spaces, they're going to be influenced. Just right. by this, this right here. Is the most, you know what I mean? Like, how much influence is coming through that phone or through that computer, right? That they're reaching out to on their own, or people are reaching out to them. So, because we already know they're going to be in bombarded, whatever the word is, with influences, we have to be intentional about the influence that we're putting on them. Where am I leading my child? What example am I showing my child, right? And so, yeah, we just have to be uh, intentional about all of that. So, uh, again, to, to everybody, uh, definitely listen to the podcast, Deal to Heal with EJ's podcast. Please follow me on, on uh, YouTube. Definitely trying to get those numbers up. 
Um, and follow me on, on, on Facebook too, because on Facebook, we're able to give you more on the day-to-day information. You know, like I said, this weekend, we got the, um, the um, uh, forgiveness workshop going on this weekend, which is a free workshop. You know, uh, if you guys go to, I think it's Elevate to Thrive on Eventbrite, you'll find it there. If you look up uh, Deal to Heal with EJ's podcast on Facebook, you'll you will find the link in there, uh, posted in there somewhere, um, you know, about the, the forgiveness workshop. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm glad about that I just did recently is just launched my um, my website for my ebooks. So uh, that's ebooksbyejames.com. And one of the ebooks is called The Core Four, which is the four core values that every daughter should receive from her father. So I'm really proud about that one. And, and that is a resource that uh, mothers can take. Um, you know, in this journey of what just knowing what they should should receive or should have received from their father at its core, you know, and that way when you're going into the next stage of either looking for a father figure or a man who you're going to be in a relationship with, um, that you see that they have those four values. Because one of the things that I mentioned in the book is if your father is in your life and he's giving you these four values, when you're looking for a man, when you're looking for a mate, you still need those four values. It just changed where you're getting it from. So the man that you choose should still be able to pour into you those same four values. So as a grown woman, even as a grown woman, you still need these four values. And so you are now looking, you're not looking for it from your father anymore. You're looking for it from the man that you choose as a mate. And then that man should be able to pour those values into you. And if you know that he can pour it into you, then you know he'll pour it into your daughter when you guys have kids. Um, one of the other resources that I have, one of the ebooks is um, called From Males to Men. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, three-step, basically three steps uh, journey from going from uh, boyhood to manhood. And that's more in the space of the um, you know young men, leading young men. Um, and then just as an overall, I have another book. It's, it's three books that's available right now. The last one is called uh, Forgiving Me, The Four Steps to Self-Forgiveness. Um, so that is that is on there, too. Uh, that's available um, at ebooksbyejames.com. All three of those, is, those books are available right now. And I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I stepped out to that. So uh, on the end, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave in, a, in a light note. A lighter note, right? So dealing with with uh, young ladies, dealing with fatherless daughters, uh, and just as ladies in general, oftentimes I hear, you know, the quote, you know, all men are dogs. You know, they look to all oh, ain't no man no good. All men are dogs. So my suggestion to you, if all men are dogs and you have to deal with a dog anyway, then choose the dog that you choose to deal with. Right. So, out of the three dog kinds of dogs that I that I tell you to look for, if you got to deal with a dog, you might as well look for these three. Number one is the canine. The canine dog, which is the police dog, is a protector, so he's going to protect. Number two is the CNI dog. The CNI dog is a leader. He leads, right? And uh, the last one, and then my mind just went blank. Uh, Ah, my mind just went back. I can't think of my last one. But it's three. Uh, the CNI dog. Uh, the canine. Oh, I know what it is. The hunter. Uh, the hunting dog, because the hunting dog provides. So you got the canine, which is the protector. You got the CNI dog, which is the leader. You 
got the canine, uh, you got the hunting dog, which is the provider, which is, in general, three, three of the qualities that you want to look for in a man anyway. So if you're looking for a dog, look for those three. Hopefully you can find all three in one, you know, <laughs> you'll be all good. So <laughs> that, that's my suggestion. Thank you so much, Ernest. I appreciate this. Um, this wasn't just for the audience. This was for me today, too. I'm definitely going to check out your workshop for this weekend. I'm also going to put your information in the description. And I'm excited to even read your ebook. Thank you. I needed this blessing. Like I said, God is in the room. He's always in the room. This wasn't on. This was not by accident. This was just divine connection. So I appreciate you. So we are going to sign out with episode number 40.